0: Hey, guys, right now, Captain Morgan is offering a special deal for Against All Odds listeners. Go to Drizzly.com and use code THERINGER to save $5 on your next order of Captain Morgan. Again, that's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com, promo code the Ringer for $5 off your next purchase of Captain Morgan, courtesy of Drizzly. You know, people always ask me what team they should bet on, but where you're betting at is just as important. That's why I tell people to go to MyBookie.ag. They have live in-game betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and a mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. Plus, if you join now, MyBookie will match your deposit with up to a 100% bonus. Just visit MyBookie.ag M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G and use the promo code SAL, that's my name, to activate the offer. You play, you win, you get paid. (music) Welcome to Against (laughs) All Odds with Cousin Sal. (laughs) Yeah, we did it. We made it to the regular season in the NFL. No more pretending to care about Wimbledon or the Confederations Cup or hot dog eating contests or stoned Olympians racing fake sharks. We have real man stuff coming up. Football. Pro football. I think this is going to be my favorite podcast of the year. It's uh, quite an undertaking. We are going to break down the over-unders for all 32 NFL teams. And and if there's an expansion team added in the next hour, we'll cover that one too. But there's a lot to get to. And as always, I get help from my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds. The degenerate trifecta is here with me. What's happening, fellas?
1: What's up, Sal? What's going on, buddy?
0: Harry, let's start with you, because um, if you're a first-time listener, you're not familiar with this bet um, we made, Harry and I bet, that he would not lose 52 pounds by Super Bowl 52. Now, if he does, in fact, lose 52 pounds, I give him $5,200, and if he doesn't lose 52 pounds by the Super Bowl, uh, he has to wear a sandwich board on Hollywood Boulevard that says, my name is... Harry, Harry, Hippo, the fat loser who couldn't lose fat. And uh, all the while, he has to be singing uh, Daughtry's latest album, which may, could have been from like nine years ago for all I know. But Harry, did you weigh yourself in recently?
2: Weighed myself this afternoon. You know, I uh, taken a little bit, you know, came out to see you, had a nice time, ate mm-hmm. a little bit, exercised a little, not where I should have, but still. Last time I checked in, I would think I was 228. And currently now, if you take off another pound for the clothes that I had on, when I did my weigh-in today, <laughs> I'm at about 224,
0: 225. Oh, is that what it was? Oh, you're taking off the pound. Well, it was okay.
2: 226 and a half. Yeah. Then take off another pound, pound and a half. Two for, uh, well, you, were, half, well so. you weren't wearing a parka. You are <laughs> just
0: wearing, a like, a T-shirt, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I, had had shorts
2: on. On. I had socks on. Hey, yeah. listen, if, if it comes down to it, if it comes down <laughs> to whatever... I'm getting on that scale in the back office naked.
0: Okay. All right. (laughs) You're going to scare the shit out of the animals. But all right. So you have to weigh 190. You have to weigh like 196 or 194. What was it?
2: 194.8.
0: 194.8. So you still have around 30 pounds to go, right? More? I can't do math yeah. right now.
2: By the way, yeah, the girls there at the, uh, at the vet told me the manager was checking videotape and just started dying laughing and calling when he saw me. He didn't know about this. Mm-hmm. He saw He was looking one day, and he just saw some guy in the back getting naked.
0: That was you. Yeah, it, it, it's hilarious. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to post this video because um, you're right. I'm I'm robbing the public of the beautiful visual of uh, Harry getting on a scale naked. But um, yeah, all right. So that good luck to you, Harry. I feel good about our bet right now. I really do, brother Bry. You've been uh, lighting it up gambling. It you, you took a little bit of a, a, a bad turn yesterday in tennis, but before that, you were winning on all your tennis games. I think you hit all three college night games, right? Sunday and Monday
1: yeah 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 I hit all my college games. I hit like uh two separate parlays a four teamer and a three teamer in college one was like eight to one so i had I had a good nice. stretch, but then yesterday I felt like I almost died in an elevator accident and then since then i uh lost two tennis matches so oh really uh, might be bad luck, yeah,
0: oh man, so you have to take the stairs. I don't know where do you work what what floor <laughs> are you on right now
1: you 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 seventh you can't even take the stairs in this building now,
0: oh, you can't. All right. You may have to jump onto a, a, a padded area. I got an email. Uh, I received an email the other day. It says, uh, Sal, big fa- one, of, one of Brian's wins, I should say, was uh, betting against Tate Frazier, our producer, Tate Frazier's North Carolina Tar Heels. Um, and it was a winner. And I had this email before that. It says, big fan, also a player on the Tar Heel football, p- football team. Can't wait to hear the parlay kid eat his words in a few months. And I'm absolutely disgusted by the way the snake Tate Frazier abandoned his team like that. Keep up the great work. And I can't wait till I'm no longer an NCAA athlete and actually allowed to use the advice from your podcast without losing my scholarship. Thanks and go Heels. What do you think of that, snake Tate?
3: Yeah, give me that name. I, 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 I,
0: really? I know plenty
3: of people that, uh, that yeah, don't, are, co- don't come at me like that. Are, I, got, I got connections. That's at my home base. Don't do that.
0: Well, he's a player on the team, Tate. He, might, he might, may be able to take you in a fight.
3: Yeah, I'm not scared of Larry Fedora or anyone on the football team. I'll go to the basketball office.
0: All right, I'll give you this guy's name off the air. I, I don't know if I should start that much trouble uh, otherwise. But Brian's already uh, betting against your team, calling out the quarterback. <laughs> Is there hope for the Tar Heels? Or, or
3: Not no? at all. Rightfully so. Brandon Harris. That, there's no LSU quarterback that has ever worked out for anyone.
0: Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Starting with Jamarcus Russell all the way now.
0: Interesting. All right. All right. Uh, parley Kid, you had an interesting uh, thing happen. You had a big parley. Was it 10 or 11 teams?
4: 11 team parlay Sam.
0: So. 11 teams and someone now i think you went like 9 and 2 or something uh it was a money line parlay yeah. right you went 9 and 2 yep someone uh i i got this uh i got another email from Miguel Trejo. He says, on Thursday, I wrote down Parley Kids 11-team Moneyline Parley while at work. Let's not tell the USPS about that. Well, I already said his name. That's too bad. Uh, But I got on my phone, but quickly realized that Top Bet wasn't offering ML action, Moneyline action, on those teams, except for Navy. So I just clicked on minus points on all the other nine. I initially bet $100, but once I saw the odds at plus 37,921. I said to myself, this is a sucker's bet. I'm only going to bet $5 to win 1900. Survived Ohio State, but really thought Texas had done my $5 in. Got home and realized I forgot to add Texas for some reason and was still alive. Dodged the bullet. I started tracking Boise State. Uh, minus 11 game. Final score was an 11-point difference. Push. I dodged the second bullet. Georgia covered, and it came down to the last game. Nebraska minus minus fourteen and a half against some Arkansas team. By then, I'm excited about pulling off a 10-team parlay and not so much the money. That would be my hole-in-one story. At the end, Nebraska had a 15-point lead in the fourth, only to win by seven. If this is not a degenerate All-of-Fame uh, basement display for the season, I mean, who really bets a 10-team parlay? From Brownsville, Texas... At, Parlay kid, I know you were following this. Uh, he was lucky to not have Texas. Well, I guess he lost anyway. But there's a screenshot of the ticket. But nice job uh, ruining his afternoon.
4: <laughs> well, listen, you know, Harry, what do they call a ten and one parlay? A loser. A loser. That's right, and that's what it was. It was a, it was a straight up loser. But Sally also had another person. That took all uh, eleven uh, of my uh, mm-hmm. moneyline parlays, but they put it uh, with the, against the spread, and uh, we had a couple guys go like eight and two and one with a push, uh, yeah. or nine and two. Uh, so people won money off that if they just bet the games individually with the spread, right? Uh, so. I, so I could take a little sauce out of that. I didn't win any money off of it. No. But uh, good for those guys, and uh, I'm glad they're listening. And uh, I think we have some real big winners coming up south of people. All so right. And I agree. really got to keep listening during the NFL season.
0: I yep. agree. And let's start it off with you, Darren. Now, our, uh, let's go to the NFC East. All right, we're going to do all 32 over-unders. Uh, I'm going to pick one guy, and we're going to go over each team. And then uh, at the end of each division, we're going to ask the uh, degenerate trifecta what their best bet is within a division. It could be it could be a team to win the division, could be a over-under, could be an individual player, Super Bowl bet, team to not make the playoffs, whatever. Uh, we're going to start with uh, Darren, my beloved Dallas Cowboys, who are at 9.5. The under is minus 145. Ugh. Over is plus 110. Nine and a half is the number. Darren, how do you see it for this team? I mean, Ezekiel Elliott's playing week one, but he may still be suspended six games. How much does this factor in? Mm-hmm. What are you thinking?
4: Well, Sal, listen. You know, I tend to be a pessimistic Cowboy fan, right? You've known me mm-hmm. for a long, long time, right? And I always kind of look, I'm a kind of a glass, uh, half empty kind of Cowboy fan. I always think the worst. I just don't see it. This line should not be this low at 9.5. If you set this at 10.5, I, I might think otherwise. But at 9.5, at plus 110, I think this is a bargain. This is a team that was should have been 14-2 and two last year, right? We'll take away that last game that they kind of threw away, but they could have easily won 14 games last year. Um, this year, so game one, they are not losing to the Giants three games in a row. Uh, With Zeke, they are going to be determined to win this game, start the season off on the right foot. So I looked at the spreads. I looked at the schedule. And as I'm going through all 17 games, and I'm just saying, like, which games would they be uh, an underdog in at this point? I I could only come up with three games that they would possibly be getting points, okay? Uh, Week 9 at the Falcons, Week 14 at the Giants, Week 15 at the Raiders. That's three. Now, they are home versus the Seahawks and home versus the Packers. Do you think – I still think they're favored right now in those games, right? Like, being everything considered right now, they'd be the favorite, right?
0: I think so. If Green Bay's laying three to Seattle home, yeah, it would be a small spread. But, yeah, somewhere around there.
4: small spread. Mm -hmm. Right. So, I can only see a few games uh, where they're really underdogs here, the Cowboys. This offense, Sal, is super efficient. Linehan is really coming to his own as an offensive coordinator. They have the best line in football. They have a top three kicker in football. Mark my words, Prescott is going to break Bradford's record. Uh, you know that silly passing passing uh, percentage record right. that Bradford broke last year? 71.6% mm-hmm. completion. Uh, Prescott's going to break that this year. He is super efficient. Uh, look what Cooper Rush did in the preseason. I know you could say it's only preseason, the guy in his last three games is 29 for 33, very similar to what Prescott did last year. They've somehow figured out a magic formula to make this offense go, and it's going to go. And it's—I don't care really who the running back is. Give me McFadden, give me Morris, they'll get the job done. Uh, and then Elliott's going to come back like a beast at some point. Yeah. Um, and they'll even be better with him. So okay? you're going—you're going, you're going over
0: better. nine and a half.
4: I'm going over nine and a half. So this team's gonna win eleven games this year. So right. I, I think this is easy money. Uh laid on the Cowboys at the over.
0: All right. Easy. I like it too. I wish we knew the Zeke situation. You know, the one thing's for sure, the only thing you can count on is if there's a if there's a bad situation with a player, the NFL will screw it up. And the fact that Zeke faces yeah. six games but could still play game one. It is probably for ratings. Jerry Jones probably stuck his nose in there somehow. It's a very, very strange situation. You know, Z, what if what if he sprains his uh, leg or something? Sprains his ankle and then it's like, all right, you know what? I'm going to take the six games after the week one. Like, there, there's so many weird possibilities with this. But I agree with you. The offensive line is strong. Uh, I like their schedule. I have them winning five of their first six games. Um, maybe that's uh, two pie in the sky. But, you know, they they worked on the defensive. Taco Charlton at defensive end. I know they have a couple players to spend there, like Lawrence and Gregory. uh, Nolan Carroll, cornerback, coming in. I like their schedule. The last four at the Giants, at Oakland versus Seattle, and at Philly could Mm. be tough. But I think think they'll have like ten wins at that point anyway going into those games. I would take the Cowboys over nine and a half, and um, I think they win the division. All right, moving on, Brian. Let's talk about the Washington Redskins a second. Uh, head coach Jay Gruden's calling the plays. Matt Kavanaugh, offensive coordinator, replaces Sean McVay. They're over under. They were eight seven and one last year. Their over under is seven and a half, I believe. The under is minus one fifty. How do you see this? Is this an eight win team?
1: Uh, I don't think so. I'm going to take the under 7.5, Sal, and, a half style, and I'll, I'll tell you why. It's actually minus 150 for the under and half, uh, under uh, mm-hmm. 7.5. I I, although I do think this is one of the tougher ones out there of all the teams. I mean, they, do, they did get a lot of new offensive weapons this year. They'll have Dox and they'll have Pryor to go along with Crowder and Reed. But the question is, I don't know if they'll necessarily gel well. I don't know who the deep threat is. They do have a good offensive line not really sure what the running game, what they have defensively. They were terrible last year. I don't, I don't know how much they improve. I know they have Jonathan Allen this year. They also got Stacy McGee from the Raiders, but I don't know how much they'll improve on the offense, but I'll tell you why I like the undersell. So, if you were to say right off the bat on the division what their division record would be, I would say I'm going to just automatically make this easy and say they're going to be 3 and 3 in the conference. That means they have to go 5 and 5 the rest of the way. Right. And if you look at their games, they're at KC, at Seattle, at New Orleans, at Chargers. They're also at the Rams, but you can maybe mark that as a win. But then their home games are the Raiders, the Cardinals, the Vikings, Denver. That's a that's a tough schedule. So mm-hmm. I just don't see it. I, I, I'm thinking almost they're at like six wins this year. I could see six and
0: ten. All right, well, wow. I'm going to go. I'm going to go over. I I think they win eight games. I think they're eight and eight. Um, you know, number three in pass blocking last year. They're, they're going to stretch the field with Terrell Pryor. I like I like what they can do offensively. Um, Zach Brown was a big signing from the Bills. Um, he's 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 tough. He makes tackles. Uh. You know, I think they had like a B-plus draft. They had Jonathan Allen. They're shoring up the defense. Five primetime games plus Thanksgiving. What's weird is they have three of the last four versus West teams. They're at the Chargers and uh, versus Arizona versus Denver and then uh, finish up at the Giants. I think they get to eight wins, though. I really do. I think Jay Gruden uh, brings this team to eight and eight. And which is good for tied for second in the division. I should mention Dallas is the favorite in division at plus 180. The Giants are two to one. Philly plus 250, and the Skins are in uh, are expected to come in fourth, seven to one odds to um, win the division. But I'm going over over seven and a half, just the same. Now, Harry, let's talk to you about your Giants. I'm pretty sure I know which way you're going to go with this. Lifelong fan, eight and a half is their number. Over is minus 140. The uh, under is plus one twenty. Do they have enough to win nine games?
2: They have enough to win nine games, despite this Elliott crap that he's playing in Week <laughs> One and then out for six. It's just Darren, absolutely ridiculous, Darren. That uh, makes <laughs> no sense. But that's you know what? You think Dallas will be pumped? Do you think the Giants will be pumped up, Darren? The Giants will be pumped up. They want to. <laughs> nah. Fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. No, Anyways, I, I, what's this uh, line? I mean, if Elliott doesn't play, if he didn't play, it's still like minus two, right? I don't think it. I don't think uh, the line moves too much. Do mm, you think still. the Giants are favored? No. Playing
2: week one and then off. I don't know. Whatever, it, it's fine. Let them play at home. Let Let the uh, NBC get the ratings in the NFL. It's fine. Olivia Vernon and JPP were fantastic last year against the run in the secondary. Cromarty jenkins and landon collins combined for 14 picks i'm not worried about the giants D a little worried about their offensive line It's time for eric eric flowers to really do something this year as a first round pick uh in the running game uh i'm hoping as the season goes along wayne Gallman, the rookie from uh uh, uh from uh, clemson uh gets more and more playing time uh, I'm, I'm not that impressed with paul perkins but uh eli's got plenty of weapons uh on the wide receiver and to go to Shepard. I look to have, to have a great season along with ODB. And uh, with their schedule, you know, like I said, over eight and a half. They've got a couple pretty, they've got a couple cake games in there. They got the Rams, they have the Chargers, they have San Fran. And uh, oh, by the way, they, they get Dallas twice too.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll say this. Yeah. You know, Bring it. I'm going under. I'm saying eight. They have an interesting schedule. They have no division home games until December. That's very strange uh, for for any team. Uh, I agree with you. Their offensive line might not be great again. They again again they forgot to draft a tackle. Um, they went tight end Evan Ingram, who's great. He has like a four four two forty, and uh, you shouldn't be worried about their offense. They're like the number two pass blocking uh, in in the league, but. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to make a difference. Three of their first four are on the road at Dallas, home for Detroit, at Philly, and at Tampa Bay. I have them one and three. And I think uh, after a one and three start, they have trouble getting to nine wins. I have them at eight and eight. And that's another under. Now, Darren, back to you. Our division Philadelphia. It's very strange. Like This this is, I think, maybe the hardest division to pick. This in the NFC South. Yeah. You, you could convince me that any fourth-place team could win 10 games, but I'm going way under with the Eagles. How do you see it?
4: Well, so I, I think you uh, gave us the option that we could maybe even pass one. This is one that I cannot call the Eagles for the life of me. We have a, a buddy, Alec, who's a big Eagle fan. Uh, he, he's very high on this team. I look at it like this. I think Wentz is an up-and-coming uh, quarterback. I think they've surrounded him with guys that are past their primes. Jeffrey, Torrey Smith, uh, Blount, Sproles. Uh, I think their de- best days are all behind them. So you have an up-and-coming quarterback playing with people that I think are past their prime. I don't know what to expect from this Eagle team. So I'm going to pass on making a-, a call on this over and under for this one. All right. uh, so I'll leave it up to you. And if I were to lean one way, Sal, if I were to lean, I'm going with you with the under. I just don't trust this Eagles team just yet. And I don't think Wentz has the weapons he needs uh, to get them past that eight win.
0: Yeah, I don't either. And I don't like what it starts with. The first three out of the four, I think they lose their, uh, three out of their first four at Washington, at Kansas City, of course they beat the Giants, and then at the Chargers. Um, sorry, Ari. And then the last five at Seattle, at the Rams, at the Giants, in Oakland and Dallas, it just doesn't shape up for them. Uh, Fletcher Cox had six and a half sacks led, last year. He led the team. They draft Derek Barnett. Um, but I, I, their defense doesn't scare me too much. It really doesn't. They're, it was second in pass defense somehow, but I, I don't know. I, when the Cowboys play the Eagles, it doesn't scare me. And, yeah, you're right. They signed all the free agents they could. Jeffrey, Torrey, Smith, Blount, Chris Long uh, – Timmy Jernigan, even Nick Foles, I don't think it adds up. I don't think it adds up to wins. I'm going under uh, 8.5, and not only am I going under, my best NFC East bet is for the Eagles to not make the playoffs, minus 165. I think there's too much riding on Carson Wentz's shoulders. Carson Wentz did not have a great second half of 2016. So that's my best bet in the NFC East. All right, Harry... Uh, I'm going to go to you, and I'm guessing you're going to have a Giants player over something?
2: Best bet for the NFC East is, I don't know if I'm missing something here, but Sterling Shepard, the Giants, to go over four and a half touchdowns for the season at minus 115. Eli's going to light it up on offense with the passing game. Like I said, the running game's a little difficult right now. We'll see what happens. And Shepard had eight touchdowns last year. So to go over four and a half? I'm all over that at only minus minus fifteen, 115,
0: all over it. All right, so there you go. Harry likes a giant player over. Brother Brian, what do you say? NFC's best bet.
1: Yeah, I like a player uh, player prop as well. I love Dak Prescott, over three and a half rushing touchdowns, minus 115. He had six rushing touchdowns last year. He never had less than 10 in college. I feel like with Zeke out – he's going to get a few more opportunities as well. So I could see him getting between five and seven touchdowns. I really feel like three and a half is low. So I, I love the over on that.
0: All right, I like the sound of that. Parlay Kid. you're going Cowboys too?
4: Cowboys too, Sal. Uh, Dez over eight touchdowns at minus 125. Uh, with Zeke out, uh, they're going to throw it more. He scored eight last year uh, on only 50 catches. He was out a few games. Uh, if he's healthy and plays in 14-plus games, uh, he's going to catch more than 70 passes. That's going to up his touchdown output to uh, double figures, at least 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with the full year of playing with Dak last year, they've really developed a, a pretty a good chemistry very quickly. Here, uh, they have a great back shoulder fade that they they like to throw. Over eight touchdowns, minus 125. I think that's easy
0: money. All right, I like that. And last year he also threw a touchdown pass left handed. I, I guess he's left handed, and that uh, killed me in my fantasy finals. I lost by one point one right. points, but I'm not. I will not hold that against you, Dez. All right, let's switch gears. NFC North right now. Green Bay is favored by. Green Bay is favored to win this division minus two sixty. Minnesota plus three eighty. Detroit seven to one. Bears thirty to one. No, no, no one believes in Trubisky what do? You, it's unbelievable. Thirty yeah. to one. It's the disrespect. It's very sad. Um, Brother Bry, Green Bay ten and a half under minus one thirty. You saying over or under?
1: Yeah, I'm saying over. It's over is plus one ten. I, I like the plus money here with the Packers. I mean, if you are nervous about the the half win, I know some places are offering the Packers over 10 at minus 180. So you could jump on that too if you think it's going to end up at 10 because I know last year they were 10 and 6 and the year before they were 10 and 6. They do have a tough schedule, but I think it's really simple. I think it just comes down to Aaron Rodgers. At the beginning of last year and the year before, he was just really out of sync. He definitely got into rhythm. I don't know if that that happened after all the Olivia Munn stuff, but I think putting Olivia Munn behind him actually and his family distractions, I think that's going to help him. I think they come out... Uh, come out of the gates really solid this year, although they do play Seattle and Atlanta, which is a tough stretch. But I'm going to say they go 5-1 uh, and one in the division, and then they're going to need to go about 6-4 and four outside of it. Uh, like I said, Seattle and Atlanta are going to be some tough games, but they definitely have a bunch of home, uh, home games that they're going to win in Cincy, New Orleans, Baltimore, and Tampa. And then they have a few more road games that they'll win in Cleveland, and then they'll probably win one of the games between Dallas, Pitt, and Carolina. So I like the uh, I like the plus money at over ten and a half. I mean, you can't never rule out Aaron Rodgers, that's for sure.
0: I'm with you. I have them slightly over. I think they win 11 games, and more than Olivia Munn being gone, I, those horrific cornerbacks who played against Dallas and then uh, Atlanta, <laughs> they're gone. They're out of there. I think Devon House is back. Uh, they, they signed him free agency. Uh, Marty Bennett could be a nice pickup at tight end. He can do nice things. They traded out of the first round. Um, and got a, another cornerback, Kevin King, out of Washington in the second round. There's going to be three rookies, including Jamal Williams, competing for that running back spot Ty Montgomery currently has. Uh, like you said, Bryce, first two are tough versus Seattle and at Atlanta. Um, they have five primetime games. I think Aaron Rodgers is a guy. I don't think they slip up here. I think they get off to a slowish start. I think they're like three and two, but in that middle, they have a middle stretch in November. Starting with November 6th, Detroit at Chicago, Baltimore. Uh, they're going to win all those games, and they're home for New Orleans before that on uh, uh, late October. I have the Packers winning 11 games. All right, Harry, Minnesota Vikings, 8.5. The over is minus 130. How do you see this?
2: I'm going Vikings over the 8.5. Uh, you know, in the past couple of uh, weeks, uh, episodes that we've had. We've discussed the Vikings a little bit. You know, I'm very big on rookie running back Dalvin Cook. He's looked pretty damn good in preseason and everything, and uh, Mike Zimmer's very happy with his situation as well. However, uh, the one thing that really holds me back is that with the revamping of their offensive line that didn't allow any rushing yards last year at all, um, they are starting five different linemen from last year, which is pretty crazy. So We'll see how that goes and how they do uh, uh, the job for Dalvin Cook and Murray in the backfield. But also, when it comes to the wide receiver core, Adam Thielen was a nice find in the second half of the year last season. Uh, if he can continue that, play with on um, digs, uh, the Vikings passing game will be just fine uh, for the over eight and a half. They, in their schedule, play the Bears twice. They get the Browns and they get the Rams. So, if they can win those four, they just got, they just have to go five and seven the rest of the way to win that bet to get over eight and a half. So I like the Vikings over
0: eight and a half. All right. Yeah. I mean that that you know yeah that defense can't be any more terrible than your phone connection right now. But yeah, no. I think I think they're going to be good. I think I have them at ten wins. I think this is a surprise mm. team. They have right. five out of seven road games after their bye. That's rough. That's after London. But I I have them. Uh, mopping up these first eight games new orleans i think they lose at pittsburgh and at chicago they'll slip but tampa detroit home i think they beat green bay at home they think they beat baltimore and they beat at cleveland i think they have a nice six and two record in their first eight games like you said their offensive line is different they basically have two new tackles that's going to be great for dalvin cook they signed linval joseph uh four years 50 million dollars new running game new tackles They were 30th in run blocking last year. I think these new tackles will be good for them. And I'm going over 8.5 wins. I think they end up with 10. Um, Now we'll switch to the Lions. Parlay kids, 7.5. The under is minus 175. Tough schedule. I see that first eight is really tough. Arizona at the Giants. Atlanta at Minnesota. Carolina at New Orleans. Pittsburgh and at Green Bay. Can they overcome that? Can they get over 7.5 wins with that tough schedule?
4: No they can't, Sal. Uh you know, this is a team that went nine and seven last year. And how many late victories did they have? They could have easily been a six and ten team last year. I I, mean, I have some respect for Stafford. I think he's a, a tough, gutsy, good quarterback, uh maybe slightly overpaid right now. Um, but I don't see this team getting uh over that seven and a half wins. Uh look at your receivers. Tate Jones, who uh Basically, those two players, Tate and Jones. Who do they scare? Nobody. Running back, uh, Abdullah. Who does he scare? Nobody. Ebron, their tight end, classic UNC underachiever. Okay, <laughs> why do they produce? Why do they produce so many of them, Sal? And I'm not just talking about in football. Just like in general, I, I only <laughs>
0: only snake Tate, the snake goes. The answer to that, really. I don't know. <laughs> We're in Starting permanent in positions.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: nice one, Harry.
4: You know your coat. The Lions coach is Jim Caldwell. Uh, I think he's probably uh, on a short list of uh, better odds to be one of the first coaches to be fired. There's just, to me, a very blah feeling uh, about this team. Last year they were one of the two playoff teams uh, that had a minus uh, differential in the points scored, points for, points against. And look what happened to them in the playoffs last year. They got uh, destroyed by Seattle. This team is not going to win more than seven games. You have to take the under seven and a half, even at minus one seventy-five.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I, I you know, I, I hated the Lions last year, and I'm going to hate them again this year. I had a nice parlay for teams to not make the playoffs. The Lions were one of them. Um, they, they overachieved, and that you know they were losing probably you know nine games in the last three minutes, and they they pulled most of them out. Um, and they backed yeah. into the playoffs losing, and Washington needed to beat the Giants, who didn't need to win. It, it was it was disgusting for me. But listen, 32nd pass defense, 31st run blocking. They switched guards and tackles this year. I don't like it. Uh, Jim Bob Cooter is, is a fun name to say, but like I said, they have a very tough schedule. I think they win at New Orleans and they beat Atlanta, but otherwise they're going to lose like uh, – Five out of these first seven games, I'm going under. I think they have um, seven-and-a-half wins. I'm taking under with the Lions. Brother Bry, Chicago, five-and-a-half is the over-under. It's about even with the the money. Under is minus 115. How do you see this Bears team?
1: Yeah, I love the under on this one, too. I mean, it's probably going to be a pattern for me for the rest of the day. But uh, under five-and-a-half, minus 115. All all you really have to say is look at their first nine games. They're home against Atlanta at Tampa, home against Pitt at Green Bay, home against Minnesota at Baltimore, home against Carolina at New Orleans, Green Bay. I mean, are they going to win one or two of those games? I have but them I, winning I mean, one. Atlanta quarterback I have, I, yeah,
0: Atlanta. I have them winning exactly one of those those nine games. Yep.
1: Right, exactly. And then you have, I mean, look, granted, I, I really like Howard, but if you look at their receiving core after Meredith got hurt, it's terrible. It's, it's white, it's right, it's Wheaton. I mean mm-hmm. that's that's a terrible terrible list. I mean, how does Trubisky? How is he not in there? By at minimum like week seven or eight. I I, I don't get it. I, I think I don't know. I'm thinking three or four wins for this team at most.
0: Yeah, it's weird because they have um, they have three wins last year. They have a brand new quarterback who may or may not play. Yeah, you, you go from three and you make their over under five and a half. The teams, ex- bad teams expected to double their wins with not a lot of help. I guess their secondary got a little better, uh, Prince Namakara, McCorm- but but I don't know. I don't you know. I, I think Tate, you could look forward to Trubisky versus the the Niners on December third as a revenge <laughs> game for for. Uh, You know, for the Niners screwing or not screwing the Bears, I think by not wanting Trubisky in the first place and trading a lot, uh, getting a lot for him. But I have them at four wins under five and a half, um, and in no man's land in that NFC North. All right, let's go, Brian. What are you going to say for the best bet in the NFC North?
1: So this is one that I know Tate is going to love, and I actually had to stare at this for a few minutes because I was like, could this be right? So there's a player prop out there is. Trubisky over two-and-a-half games started, minus 250. How is that not one of the easiest bets ever? I mean, how is he, like I said, how is he not starting at least eight games, unless there's an injury to Trubisky like week seven or eight? I just don't, don't see why they wouldn't put him in by week seven or eight, especially if they're one and five, one and six. Uh, Fox is getting his job is going to be on the line, so I think that's one of the easiest bets ever.
0: Yeah, Tate. What? Why would that be? What are they doing
1: there?
3: Watch out for Sanchez. He might sabotage him so he can get some playing time. Oh, I know. Really? <laughs> yeah. From the back, third string quarterback comes in, knocks out Trubisky. John Fox likes a veteran. You never know.
0: Oh, I'll tell you that that uh, North Carolina. That player that emailed me is—he's gonna—he's gonna. gonna, Between him and Brad, I don't know who's gonna murder you first, but one of them's gonna get to you. All right, Parlay Kid, NFC North, best bet.
4: Okay, Brian, I do love that bet too. Uh, Harry, you'll like this one. Uh, I like Dalvin Cook over 850 yards at minus 130. Uh, At the present time, uh, he's uh, a favorite to win the Rookie of the Year uh, at plus 450. Uh, But I'm not picking that. I like the over 850 yards at minus 130. And, you know, when you really add that up in 16 games, you know how many yards a game that is? That's 54 yards a game he's going to have to average to go over. All right. This is a team that wants to run the ball. Sam Bradford is a quarterback. Have you ever seen a quarterback that looks like he wants to hand the ball off more than Sam Bradford? Yeah. Like I think that's what he really wants to do. If he could hand that ball off about 80 times a game, That's what he would do. Uh, Zimmer, I think, is a a run-first type of guy. Dalvin Cook's going to get his 20 touches a game. He's going to average about 80 yards a game. He's going to go over 1,000. So over 850 yards at minus 130, take it.
0: Yeah, I'm with you there, and that's that's actually my NFC North best bet too. Vikes had like 1,205 rushing yards last year. They have a new offensive line. You're right, Bradford set the quarterback record. There's nothing. There's nothing higher for him to achieve. So we'll let let him uh, for completion percentage, whatever that nonsense is. Uh, Dalvin Cook in the preseason, I know it doesn't matter, 23 touches, 105 yards. He's ready to explode, and like you said, 850 over 16 games is not a lot. I like that over uh, minus 130. All right, Harry, your NFC North best bet.
2: Well, earlier I did mention Adam Thielen, and I'm also going with him as my best bet to have over four touchdowns this season at minus 130. He had five touchdowns last season, he really came up in on the second half of the season. He was basically their main weapon uh, uh, in the passing game. a 71-yard touchdown last year. He can be a deep threat as well. I'm going with feeling over four touchdowns at minus 130. That's my best.
0: There you go. All right, we're halfway through the NFC right now, and that brings us to our sponsored segment, Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino, where each week the Degenerate Trifect and I set sail tackling make-believe Gambling propositions related to sports and pop culture events. This week's question fake prop. Which Carson will get the most negative press this fall? Palmer, even? Wentz, three to two? Or Carson Daly, five to two? Parlay kid. Who gets the most negative press?
4: <laughs> well, Sal, this is a good one, Sal. Uh, Thank you. You know, Carson Daly, I almost forgot about him. But uh, I know he's a friend of yours. He's a clean-living celebrity. That's he's a right. godfaring man. He loves his golf. There's nothing negative coming his way. Unless this is a fix and you know something that's going down. No. I, don't, I don't think there is. He, <laughs> no. he, he's, a good, he's a good man. He's a good man. Uh, we picked Carson Wentz. Uh, listen, Philly fans and their journalists, those, they have a nasty reputation. But I think if the Eagles lose, I don't think they're going to blame him. Right, Carson Palmer, he's at the end of the road. Uh, he's surrounded by talent. The Cards lose. Uh, uh, they struggle. Carson Palmer is taking the blame. So I'm taking Carson Palmer as the one to get the most negative press this fall at and odds. Take Carson Palmer.
0: All right. Harry, what do you say? Carson Palmer plays right in your backyard.
2: Plays right in my backyard. Lives in the same town. But I'm going to go... With him on this bet, anyways, because I'm a fan of Bruce Arians. I want to root for the Cardinals, but this year is not going to be their year. Uh, Palmer is going to be 38 later this year. Uh, he gave away games last year. The Buffalo game, he had four picks. Um, the game when we were in Vegas, I think you remember that game when uh, they played the Vikings, right? That so Yeah, sure. Were, uh, I remember. That was your best. Yeah, yeah so. I do remember. <laughs> And, uh, and I just think that Carson Palmer, is it. Darren said he's getting older, and it's just not going to come together for him. He, he has some weapons, but I just don't think he makes good decisions, and I think it's going to be a real bad season for him where he, I don't even know if he lasts the entire season.
0: All right. Brother Brian, do you agree?
1: Yeah, I agree. I think this is easy. I know Carson Palmer cost us a lot of money last year. Just, I mean, I couldn't tell you how many games he cost, but I know it was a lot. I, I don't know if there was a more frustrating quarterback, just because you know there's – there's talent on that offense, but it just always seems late in the games he was throwing a pick. But, I, again, I think this is easy. I think there's going to be a game a few weeks into the season where he throws four picks or he has a costly pick six late in the game. That's that's going to be a lot of negative press. Although, what's, what, what's it going to matter? It's not like they can replace him with anybody anyway. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think this is easy. Like, like Darren said with Wentz, I think I'm expecting a pretty good year, but I don't think the national press is going to be on him and Carson Daly is a is a saint. We met him once before. He's such a good guy. Unless he has some Ponzi scheme to cover his gambling <laughs> debts. Uh, I don't think uh I don't think it would be him. So I, uh, yeah. Carson Palmer in a landslide.
0: Wow. Yeah, I think Carson Daly the only hope for him winning this prop is uh throwing an F bomb getting drunk on New Year's Eve uh countdown. But no, I don't think he'll I don't <laughs> think he'll do that. Uh you know, I think Carson Palmer I don't know. I I think the Arizona, the the management is taking uh, crap for this now, like not drafting a quarterback again. I think they're like over Carson Palmer. I, I don't know. I think they know what they're getting with him. Carson Wentz, on the other hand, a lot of pressure on this guy. And I, I, I know I'm crapping all over the Eagles, but – To play in Philly, just like you said, the journalists are are all over this guy. And, you know, he's a top-five pick, top-two pick. What what are you going to do? I I think there's big expectations for this guy and early. I'm saying Carson Wentz at 3-2 to odds is going to get the most negative press this fall. All right, that's another week of Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. No matter how you live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. All right, switching now to the NFC South, Atlanta. Favored to win this division, a plus at 170. The NFC champions, Carolina, plus 240 to win the division. The Bucks three to one, and the Saints plus 450. We're going to start with Atlanta, Harry. They're nine and a half. The overs minus 115. The unders minus 105. The defending NFC champs, can they get to ten wins?
2: Oh, they can get to ten wins easy. This is. I don't think it's. I think they can get to 12 this year. They are so loaded on offense. They have the best run offense in football. They have weapons galore. I mean, last season Freeman and Coleman combined for like 1,600 yards rushing combined, 25 touchdowns combined the season. Um, Darren, I don't know if you knew this, but Mohamed Sanu had more receptions last year than he ever had in a single season with Cincinnati with 59. Taylor Gabriel was a must-have pickup in fantasy halfway through the season. And uh, I'm it. going I'm going over just because this team you they basically can outscore you. And that's hard to find a lot of times if, uh, if you still a subpar defense, but they can just outscore you. Atlanta could put up 35-38 every week if they want to. It seemed like that last year. And with the weapons they have still on offense, they can do it again.
0: Alright, well one thing to... Uh to uh, mention, um, aside from that Harry is recording from a a submarine this week, is that uh, the offensive coordinator is different. Steve Sarkeesian in. Obviously, Kyle Shanahan is gone. Uh, I'm going under. I say nine wins. Uh, First three against the NFC North at Chicago, then Green Bay at Detroit. I think they win one of those three. Last four versus the division. I don't know. I just think there's going to be a Super Bowl hangover there. I know they have offensive weapons. I'll tell you what bothers me. Their defense just just dies. And I had them not even so much the Super Bowl, which was atrocious, but one of their last uh, regular season games was against the Saints. And I know they have a lot of firepower in that offense, but they came right back on them. Like They have to score as many points as they scored last year to uh, compete, to get nine or ten wins. And I think they fall just short. I have them with nine wins. I'm going under nine and a half. Uh, Darren. Carolina Panthers parlay, kid. Nine wins. The over is minus one twenty. The under is even. Um, first three seem easy at San Francisco, Buffalo, and New Orleans. Uh, you think that's good enough to get them over?
4: Absolutely, Sal. That's a three and zero start for them. This is a pretty tough division if you really look at it. I think they've come a long way over the last three or four years, but uh, this Panther team, Sal, is a team just two years ago was making a run at 16-0. and And I think the offense, with the addition of McCaffrey, is better than it was two years ago. Uh, they've dedicated the offseason to making uh, Newton's life a little easier. They've uh, brought in a new left tackle Matt Khalil. Uh, Caffrey's just a great check-down weapon. Newton won't get hit as much. He'll be dumping the ball off to McCaffrey before he uh, takes hits. Even though I do think Newton will get back to a little bit more running because he's going to sense that this team... Uh, can do big things. Their defense has maybe the best linebacking trio in the NFL with Davis, uh, Shaq Thomas, Thompson, and uh, Luke Kuechly. Uh, they're at least amongst the best, if not the best. Secondary's a little weak, but Ron, head but coach Ron Rivera is a defensive guy. He'll figure it out. Uh, this is a defense that you would, last year would have wanted in your fantasy league. They had an off year last year. Uh, but going into the fantasy draft, you would have wanted to take them early. Uh, they had an off year. They're going to bounce back in a big way. They're going to start off three and zero. They got to go seven and six to the rest of the way. I think they do it. At some sites you could get this at uh, over eight and a half at minus one eighty. Wow. Um, but we're taking them over nine at minus one twenty. I think this is a solid bet. Cam Newton's going to have a, a big, big year. I think he's going to be in the MVP conversation towards the end of it. Take Cam Newton yeah. and the Panthers
0: over nine one. I agree with you. I think he's been disrespected, and you know some of it's deserved. But you know it's getting to a point where like people think of Jameis Winston is better than uh, that's got to drive you crazy, Tate. Right? right? Yeah, the guy's an MVP. Yeah, I don't understand. Yeah, and like we said, I said on the BS yeah. report that fifteen and one season was not six years ago; it was two years ago. Like these teams seem to yeah. have a Super Bowl hangover. And uh, for that reason, I think the Panthers win 11 games. Everything you said is right there. And McCaffrey, it's a great check down receiver. It's exactly what the Panthers need. How many times was it third and 13 and he had to go to Kelvin Benjamin, who was not open or didn't care to catch a pass? Like, I think that guy ends up having a good year as a result of uh, this, um, this yep. underneath stuff being open. They may have overpaid for Matt Khalil, but they re-signed Kawan Short and Charles Johnson. Um, I think this is a good team. I really do and they're going to win 11 games. They're going to go 11-5 and and win the division. All right, Brian, New Orleans Saints, where do you put them? The interesting thing about this division is every team is expected to win uh, over eight games. Saints are at 8.5. The under is minus 150. The over is plus 130. What do you think about the Saints? Deep backfield, deep backfield this year.
1: Yeah, no, this is a this is a tough division. But I, again, I like the under again eight and a half. And again, I'm if you if you ask me all 16 <laughs> NFC teams, I'd probably take the under on like 12 of them. So you know, but uh, under eight and a half, they're seven and nine the last three years, and I see them at seven wins again. I, I'm not sure what you like, Sal, but. Uh, I know they're going to be better defensively. I mean, I like the kid Rankins last year, although he didn't have a really good year. I think he's going to have a much better year this year. I like some of the rookies that they drafted a lot. Um, they have the kid Lattimore. They also drafted the kid Ramchick, the offensive lineman. They also drafted another kid who's going to be starting. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I look at them and I say, at best, they're 3-3 three and three in the div- division. I just don't I find it really hard for them to win another six games. And if you look at their first three games – I think they're 0 and 3, right? They're at Minnesota, they're home against New England, and they're at Carolina. So getting off to an 0 and 3 start and then covering uh, eight and a half is going to be hard for them. This might so, be a little
0: uh, extreme. Under. Yeah, I, I, not only do I have them 0 and 3, I have them 1 and 5 in their first six at at Green Bay. Yeah, I think
1: that's what I had too. Yeah, and
0: I have them exactly at seven wins also, which would be under eight and uh, a half. Look, you know, adding Adrian Peterson. I don't think that's the answer. They got extra picks for cooks. Um, like I said, I don't know if you were thinking like that. Alvin Kamara as the third round pick. He's he's exciting for from Tennessee, but um, I don't know if he, how much playing time he sees. They were number one in run blocking, thirtieth against the pass. Haven't done a ton. <laughs> Lattimore's nice, but can he stop the the <laughs> the floodgates that the Saints open up every time they play pass defense? It's not good. Um, three of the first four on the road at Minnesota, at Carolina, at Miami. I guess in London that counts. I'm going under. I think under eight and a half wins. Saints end up seven and nine uh, again. All right, now the Bucks. Everybody has a hard knocks ha- hard on for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Harry, real quick, eight and a half wins. Do they get to nine?
2: Oh, they get to nine. Yeah, I got the hard on going for Tampa myself. I got it going on because. Winston's the man right now. He's on the show. He's uh, had 28 touchdowns last year, 4,000 yards. He's got Mike Evans, who's a bona fide absolute stud. He had 175 targets last year. He had 12 touchdowns, 1,300 yards. They have weapons. They, they picked up Deshaun Jackson for another deep threat to throw the uh, defense uh, defensive secondaries off. Uh, Cameron Brate, their tight end, had eight touchdowns solid season and their D is also real good too underrated linebacker Quan Alexander Alexander had 145 total tackles last year. Uh, they get the in the schedule they get Chicago they get the Jets they get Buffalo. Uh, I, I do believe that's the best division in the NFL but I'm still going to say that they get it done and they get over eight and a half I think they can get
0: 10. All right. You yeah, no, I have them at 9, but I don't have a lot of reasons for that. I know the hard knocks thing just kills me. I just I just think that it's impossible for a team to go over once they've been on hard knocks. But they do have so much offense, like you said, Evans and Deshaun Jackson. Ja'Kiz Rogers, I think is their basically their starting running back right now. He could end up lighting it up. Uh the tight end situation is nice over there. Last six after the bye at Atlanta, they play Atlanta twice. Um, at Green Bay, Detroit, at Carolina, and New Orleans. That could be a little tough. They need to win these games early on. This first week, um, you know, that de- definitely doesn't do a lot for momentum. Um, being moved to Week 11, they're going to have to play 16 weeks in a row. But um, I do still see them winning nine games. I think Deshaun Jackson was a nice pickup. I think J.J. Wilcox was a good pickup. I think Dirk Cutter gets them. To nine wins, Harry. We should uh, briefly mention you have Tate weigh in on this for a second. So, Harry, in our fantasy league, drafted Braid as his tight end, right? Yeah. Uh, normally, our our rule is that you can't pick up a player until after week one, after the draft. You know, between the draft and week one, you can't make any pickups. Now, there was this unfortunate situation where the, the Buccaneers, Dolphins game was canceled, uh, rescheduled, and Braid is o- Harry's only. Tight end, should he be allowed to pick up a player?
3: Can we give him George Kittle? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. Harry, <laughs> do you know who George Kittle is?
2: No, but fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck, yeah.
0: fuck what? This
2: is bullshit if I don't.
0: <laughs> if you don't, know what why?
2: I and I'm playing and, play, and I'm playing Brian in week one. He's got two tight ends. Brian.
1: <laughs> well, let me just say one thing. It, you know, he could have drafted two tight <laughs> it's ends. It's called that strategy. Was, was, no, come on. He could have drafted two tight ends. Harry, I Did we- I... Did I, did I did, we, listen, we,
2: did I need to get Andy Dalton in the last round for my third quarterback? No, I didn't. But right. come
0: on, yeah, very, no. that, that alone should uh, prohibit you from having to pick up a tight end. Uh, you know, I, you, you, listen, you need to do um, research. You have to. The rest of us, me, the parlay kid, and I, yeah. and brother Bry, we looked at the weather reports. We saw that this game could be moved. Like, we didn't want to be stuck with a Miami or Tampa Bay tight end as our only tight end. I, I think you get screwed I, I, over here for lack of effort. Out
2: and a. But Sal at Oswego, I only got a C in geography, so I don't know.
0: That's <laughs> true, hey, Harry. That's a captain has to go down with the know. ship. That's right, exactly. <laughs> this is your this is your fault, Harry. Meanwhile, Harry, six teams have two tight ends. I looked, and uh, it uh, and three three of them are on the phone with you right now, um, and you haven't uh, re- you haven't reached out to make a trade. First games tonight or tomorrow, but anyway, all right, let's go uh, with NFC South best bets. Brother Brian, who do you say?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I, again, I think this is a pretty easy one. I like Winston over 27.5 touchdowns at minus 140. He had 28 last year. I think he steps it up to, like, the 30-32 range. You know, he has the addition of Deshaun Jackson and Howard to go along with all those guys you mentioned, Evans Evans, and Brate. So, I, you know, I could I see him taking a big leap forward again this year and another big step like he did last year. So 30-32, maybe even more. Um
0: Uh, But over 27.5 is He seems to, from all the Hard Knocks episodes, he seems to have his uh, head on straight for sure. um, Parley Kidd, best bet, NFC South.
4: Best bet, NFC South, South. Cam Newton, over 4.5 rushing touchdowns, uh, minus 125. He's never been below 5 in his career. Wow. He actually averages 8 rushing touchdowns a year over his uh, 6-year career. Uh, I think this year, being the fact that, as I mentioned before, that this is going to be a more competitive team this year, I think Newton is going to stick his neck out a little bit more, take more chances. He will put his head down. And listen, he's their best goal line running back, really. If they're at the one-yard line, this guy's almost an automatic to sneak that ball over and score every time. I think over four and a half is very easy. At minus 125, that's pretty good. Take that. I like that, too. Over four-and-a-half rushing touchdowns.
0: I think there's a lot of – this offense does a lot of scoring. Um, All right, Harry, NFC South, best bet.
2: I'm also going to go with a category with Cam Newton. I'm going to go with under 450 rushing yards for the season (laughs) at minus 130. Karen, I agree with you that him getting those yards when they need them and everything and they're down at the goal line, but he only had 359 yards last season – So to get 450, you need more, almost 100 more yards from what he did last year. And I believe he's taken the most hits, like, almost by double over any other quarterback in, like, the last six years. So can't really have him be running the ball all over the place. I'm going under 450.
0: All right, a lot of Cam Newton talk. You know, Harry maybe not great at geography, but he lights it up with math. He really does. Uh, I'm going McCaffrey, combined (laughs) 1,150 yards. That's rushing and receiving. That is not a lot, combined 1,150. That's 73, 74 yards per game for for a bailout uh, running back slash receiver to put him in the slot. He's going to light it up. He might have 1,150 by like week 11 or 12. Uh, I love him. I, I think it's going to be McCaffrey and Cook neck and neck for uh, Rookie of the Year, and it's going to be exciting to watch those two. McCaffrey over 11.50 combined. You know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking for advice. Usually, it's what team to bet on this week. Do you got the Patriots or the Steelers? Chicago or Detroit? Well, I've given some bad advice over the years, but let me tell you what's good advice. Where you're betting at is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why I always tell people to go to mybookie.ag. MyBookie has been in this business for years, and their reputation is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses, so off the bat, you're making money for doing nothing. And they have the fastest payouts. Seriously, just two business days. You already know who's going to win, right? So lay down some cash and win big today. I put a couple hundred bucks in last week, bet some live baseball games was easy to navigate, and miraculously, most of that money is still there. Yes, that's right. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and an all-new mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. Join now, and MyBookie will match your deposit with up to a 100% bonus. Just visit MyBookie.ag M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E .ag, and use the promo code SAL to activate the offer. You play, you win, you get Get paid. Um, All right, let's move on. NFC West. This is the last division in the NFC. Uh, Seattle, big, big favorite, big favorite to win the division, minus 340. Arizona, plus 300. The Rams, 20 to 1, and the 49ers, 25 to 1. I wonder if there's any value in there, but Brother Bry, let's start with uh, Seattle. 10.5 10.5 wins, they were 10-5-1 last year, 10.5 expected this year. The over is minus 135, the under plus 115. You like them over or under?
1: Yeah, I think you got to go over with them, 10.5 minus 135. I mean, I think this season comes down to a healthy Wilson. I mean, you know... He really was banged up last year. It seemed like whenever he needed to maybe run the ball to get that extra first down, like he never did it. And their running game also struggled. They had a bunch of injuries. So I, I think that he definitely is going to improve. You know, I would even think about him. I think maybe Simmons is talking about it a little bit. Think about him for MVP a little bit. Mm-hmm. A little bit. I think he's about uh, 10 to 1. Uh, but their running game is going to be improved. Uh, you know, if Rawls is healthy, you know, the pro sites and. You know, Lacey, I don't love him, but it's still an upgrade of what they had last year. Their offensive line couldn't be worse than last year. I know they have Joe Cole that they, they had signed off from the Jaguars, even though he was terrible, but maybe he'll find some new life over there. And their D is going to be a little bit better with Sheldon Richardson. So, like I said, it's going to come down to health, healthy Wilson. I think you could also keep it simple with the schedule and just say, you know what, they're going to go 7-1 and one at home this year. Yeah. And then they really they have to win they have to go 4 and 4 on the road and two of those games on the road are the Rams who do give them trouble and the Niners. Oh, and also Jacksonville. Don't forget them. They have them on the road. So uh, that means they would only have to win one other game. So I think uh I, I, I like 10.5 over here, and I actually like this a little bit more than I like the Packers over 10.5.
0: Wow, yeah, I, I, I have them at 11. I have them winning. You know, it, it's a weird thing, because a month ago, I didn't love this team. They lost that guy, George Fant, the left tackle. Not that he was great or anything. It was a really, really bad offensive line last year, but you lose your left tackle, you kind of have to start over, but they've made some trades. They, this Sheldon Richardson, if you read up on this, it's like, this is going to be, this might be an impenetrable defense. This, they might be talking like 85 Bears here, in which case Russell Wilson won't be asked to do a lot. Um, I have them losing at Green Bay the first game. I don't love going over 10.5 with with a loss in uh, week one, but I, I think they lock it down uh, second half of the year after their bye. They have Houston at home, Washington at home, Atlanta at home at San Francisco, Philly at home at Jacksonville, all those teams you just mentioned. I think they're going to go on a great run there. They're going to win like seven out of eight games starting in uh, like late October. Um and yeah, that's uh good enough to win eleven. It's just not a great competition that that division. That's all you could say. And look for uh, Jimmy Graham to come back to uh Jimmy Graham form of like six five, six years ago. Uh let's say Arizona, Harry, this is your team, eight and a half. The over is minus one fifty, the under is plus one thirty. Um no quarterback in the draft. Again, they didn't they didn't take a quarterback. They didn't they didn't go after they, either of these they had big, the, big three ones. Yep. What were you gonna say? They
2: had, they had the chance to get Mahomes right uh, trade up. They, they allowed Casey to do it. I think Casey did it out of like the 29th spot to trade up to get that when the when the Cardinals could have made a move. They didn't figure out what they should do at all quarterback wise. We went over the Carson Palmer thing. He like he blew the three games last year. Their special teams was a nightmare last year, and I think their defense. And I think their defense is going to be. Worse than it was last season, Uh, their leading uh, interception guy was Marcus Cooper at four. He moved on to Chicago. D.J. Swearinger had three picks for the Cards last year. He's with the Redskins this year, so that just leaves you with Patrick Peterson back there. He had three picks last year. I mean, granted, he's a stud and everything, but still, you lose two guys like that on your defense. Your special teams, like I said, is awful and you can't rely on Carson Palmer to win games late for you. I mean, if you can't rely on your, question, uh, on your quarterback or special teams, who can you rely on?
0: It's true. You really can't rely on under. anybody. You're going under. I'm going slightly over. I think they win nine games, maybe even ten. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really make sense to me because they lost, like you said, Calais Campbell and Tony Jefferson on defense. That's a that's a big hit. I like this Hassan Redick, though. I think he does uh, nice things for them. They kind of need a leader in the middle like that. They re-signed Chandler Jones for like five years, $83 million. Um, their first three at Detroit, at Indy and Dallas, I have them, Parley Kid. I'm sorry, I have them beating the Cowboys, but I actually have them winning oh. the first four. They have San Francisco after that, and then uh, at Philly, and then they home for Tampa. So I have them winning like five out of six. Maybe that's crazy. I think Carson Palmer can stay upright for a few of those games. He's going to get slaughtered against Seattle. That'll be a different story. But I have them over eight and a half wins. I have them winning nine or ten games. Bruce Arians gets the job. Done. All right. Uh what are we up to? The Rams. Parlay Kidd, five and a half is the over under. The over is minus one thirty. The under is plus one ten. Twenty to one to win the division. Um to me it begins and ends with Aaron Donald. Like how how long does he hold out? That that that's the difference in this um over under five and a half. Parlay Kidd what do you think? Well
4: so to me it 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 really uh it's gonna—they're gonna live and die with Goff. That's what I really think. Um, mm-hmm. What you live in LA? What do they think about him out there? What, what, what's what's the word on him? What uh, you know, positive, it's, negative, or it's still up in the air,
0: right? Yeah, I, I think they're not expecting great things from him. But you know, he's not really the talk of the team. Aaron Donald has stolen the spotlight, right? Tate, wouldn't you say? I don't yeah,
3: know. I don't. I mean, everyone that talks about Goff basically just tries to act like he doesn't exist. You know. It's like, uh, well, we'll see what happens with him. But Donald's pretty much the main guy. And Gurley. People in exactly, Gurley are but he,
4: but Yeah, well, listen. Goff plays the most important position in sports. Uh, if people aren't high on him, I'm taking the under here at 5.5, at plus 110. I think those are good odds. Uh, who is Goff throwing to? Watkins and Woods? How did that work in Buffalo? Uh, not that good. Gurley, to me, he's an X factor. Um I'm not really sure what this guy could do. If you put him behind the Cowboys' offensive line, I think he'd be a very good back. But behind this uh, Rams' offensive line, uh, it, it's, it's not very good. I mean, they did sign Andrew uh, Whitworth, but he's 35 years old. He's on the downside of his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the rest of their line is actually uh, pretty poor. Uh, their defense, listen, it's pretty stout, but without Aaron Donald, uh, they become a below-average defense as far as I'm concerned. I don't see how this team's going to win five-and-a-half games. The only thing I think now is they are getting a break in week one, playing the Colts without luck. If luck is there, they don't win this game. Without luck, they're going to be 1-0 and after week one. Uh, but I only see them as being favorites right now in week one and week 16. I think they'd be the underdog in games two through 15 all the way through, so I don't see how this team is going to win more than five games. Take the under five and a half. At plus
0: one ten. All right, I'm going against you here, Parlay kid. I I like this uh Ooh, Sean McVeigh okay. McVeigh. and, and but, but it's right I, but no, it really all has to do with Aaron Donald here. And if he could if he can get to that defense and under the tutelage of Wade Phillips, I really think nice Nice things could happen to this Rams defense. If I'm Aaron Donald, I play the first game anyway. You threaten to hold out after that. You could have like eight sacks against Scott Tolson probably and then ask for as much money as you want. But the first three against Indianapolis, Washington, at San Francisco, I think they're 3-0 and there. I really do. Like you said, Whitworth signed with them. Connor Barwin is a big pickup at defensive end. Uh, they got him from Philly. Um, you know, no first-round pick in the, uh, in the draft because of Goff, but I think this team wins six. I think they win three early on, and they're an over. Not competing for the division, but they'll be around uh, six wins. All right, now San Francisco 49ers. Brother Bry, four and a half. The over is minus 185, which, as far as the money goes, is the highest um, for any over under. The The uh, under is plus 160, four and a half. What do you say, Brother Bry?
1: Yeah, can I say like why all the love for the over the minus one eighty five? Yeah, uh, I don't know this team won. T- yeah, so you can obviously tell I like the uh, the under here, the under four and a half at plus one sixty. I think you're getting good value here. I mean, they won obviously they won two games last year, but I, I don't know. I know there's a lot of hype around Shanahan and that he can revitalize basically any type of offense. But have you seen their offense? I mean, Hoyer's going to be the quarterback. Hyde's a decent running back, but there's a good chance he'll miss six or seven games. I know they have Garcon and Goodwin, but there's really nothing on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, I do I do really like some of their young defensive players. I mean, I love the pickups of Thomas and, and, and Foster last year, and I know I like Buckner from the year before. So it looks like they're on the right track. I like the moves they're making. But if you're a Niners fan, the one thing you're missing is the quarterback now. So you don't want to win more than... You don't want to win more than four games, and so I'm thinking they're going to go one and five in their division, and maybe they'll they'll win a few more against the AFC South. But they still have to play the NFC East. They're going to struggle there. They play Carolina. They're going to be at Chicago, which is kind of a toss-up game. But I see them. I see them right at four wins, and I think plus 160. I think is too good to pass up there.
0: I'm with you, brother. I'm under four and a half of there. I think they win like. I don't know. Three or four games. Home against Arizona, home against Tennessee. Maybe they trip up the Titans late in the season. I don't see a lot for them early on. Uh, 31st, look, it's nice. They won draft day. They completely dominated the Bears with that trade. And they got Solomon Thomas and Ruben Foss. So Those are nice pickups. But you have to do more than just win draft day. It's too much to overcome. And it's nice that Kyle Shanahan's excited. But uh, if he picks up where he left off, in the Super Bowl, it's not going to be a nice ride for the 49ers. 31st versus Rush last year, 32nd in run blocking, 30th in uh, pass protection. Um, yeah, I don't I don't like it. They're 4-5 to five on the road after Carolina, at Seattle, at Arizona, at Indianapolis, and at Washington. I see this as a two- or three-win team. I'm going under four-and-a-half wins, 49ers. All right, let's go best bet, NFC West. Harry, what are you saying?
2: Well, I'm just I hope uh, I hope Car- all people. I hope Carson Palmer doesn't listen to this actually if any if anyone listens because reoccurring theme, I'm going with Carson Palmer over fourteen picks uh, at minus one forty. He had fourteen last year. like I said, gave away games. I just don't see him getting the job done. I don't think they get enough help on defense, so he's gonna have to come back and he'll be throwing picks left and right, late in games. won't be able to finish games. Carson Palmer, once again, over 14 intercepts to minus 140 is my best bet for the NFC
0: West. All right. I, you know, I don't think it matters if he listens. Your your phone connection is so atrocious. It's, it's it, I don't think he heard what you said anyway. But, no, you went over picks. All right. Uh, Brother bride, best bet, NFC West.
1: Yeah, I'm going to stick with uh, Seattle over 10.5 wins. Uh, like I said before, I think – Again, a, a seven and one homestand, and then uh, I think four and four is pretty easy on the road. I, I think that's the best. But if you want to lock, I mean, the Seattle to win the division at minus three sixty is, is about as much as luck as you can get. Uh, but you, uh, I'm going to stick with the over ten and a half wins.
0: You and Simmons, everybody loves Seattle. I just I don't know why I can't pull the trigger on. It. I'm sure they'll win the division, but I just think if there's one trap, I'm thinking that's it. But then who the hell does it if it's not uh, Harry's Carson Palmer can't come back? All right, Parley kid. What do you like for best bet?
4: It felt like a player prop here with uh, Doug Baldwin, over seven touchdowns at minus 130. Uh, he scored seven last year, 14 the year before. I think with a healthy Russell Wilson, he's going to at least middle that and finish uh, around nine, 10, or 11 touchdown receptions this year. The Seattle, listen, we're talking a lot about Seattle. I'm not impressed with their running game. I really am not impressed with their running game. I'm not impressed with Eddie Lacy. If Eddie Lacy took his shirt off he would look like Harry. That's what he would look like. <laughs> Think about it, right? I thought he lost a lot of weight. <laughs>
3: Just like you, Harry. <laughs> yeah,
4: that's true. I mean, but Harry's still about two third. What is that? Lacy weighing these days? I, what is he weighing? He's got to still be at least two forty. I'm thinking that was
0: a prop. Right. I think two fifty. You could bet on that earlier in the year when he weighed in because he got some kind of bonus. If it, but he did like he did come in under. But yeah, he always looks even bigger than he is. But yeah,
4: my he's my least he's my least favorite running back in the NFL. I think this is a team that's going to have to throw the ball. I think Baldwin is easily going over seven touchdowns, so take that at minus 130.
0: All right, I'm going to make this easy. Off of Darren's riff, my best bet is Eddie Lacy under 750 rushing yards. You can find these props on Bovada, right. by the way. Well, by, by Every single player, position player, if if their name falls between A and Z, you could pretty much find it on uh, Bovada. But under 750 rushing yards, minus one 125. His best years are way behind him. 758 two years ago, 360 in a partial season last year. I like under 750. Uh, you know, I don't think Seattle's going to need him to break a thousand yards to do well, and uh, he won't under 750. Is my best bet for the NFC West. All right. Yeah,
1: that's a great one. I, I really like that one. Yeah.
0: Let's all jump on it. And that'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. We did the NFC. We're going to turn around and do the AFC. If you think you're eligible for our Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame or you just want to shoot us an email, do so. Cousin Sal, against all odds at gmail.com. Tweet me at the Cousin Sal. Brother Bry is at B S Z O K 816. And the parlay kid is at the chalk talker. At the chalk talker, Harry is too lazy to tweet, so don't even worry about him. Watch Jimmy Kimmel live at 11:35 on ABC. That's that for the degenerate trifecta. I'm cousin Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Nah, nah, nah.